on this episode of the 2x e-commerce podcast show we're going to be talking about how to increase your product offering and revenue through brand licensing do stay tuned Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kunay, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. With retail moving online, finding a good domain name has become ever so important. But the challenge is that most decent.com addresses are either difficult to acquire or unavailable. The good news is that retailers now have a powerful alternative with the .store domain name. A .store domain name will be short, relevant, and directly associate your site with e-commerce and retail. Search engines give .store domains the equal attention and importance as .com TLDs. .store domains have already been adapted by top brands such as Emirates. So if you check out Emirates.store, you get to a store there. Jimi Hendrix, so Jimi Hendrix.store and F1 Formula One, F1.store. If you want a short and snappy domain name for your retail brand or your online store, you can now get a .store domain for just £4.99, which is about $6.99 using the coupon code 2XSTORE. That's 2XSTORE on get.store. Just go to get.store in your search engines and use 2XSTORE. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Clavio in my e-commerce store and in stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn Inn, Bonobos, and Chobis use Clavio. Here's why. Clavio has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Clavio's pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Clavio also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Clavio's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Clavio will help automate a lot more sales. Try Clavio today on Clavio.com, spelt K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. This is the podcast dedicated to growth in online retail. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and welcome, welcome to the show. On every episode, as with this one, I um, talk about 
rapid growth in online retail by increasing metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. Um, today's episode is an interview episode um, in which um, we're going to be talking, you know, very, very, uh, in, in very, very deep detail about brand licensing, particularly for physical products. So um, if you're, you know, selling on marketplaces, if you own a brand, a direct-to-consumer brand, and you're thinking about, you know, expanding your offering to wider markets by you know adding um you know a, a brand you know on on your your product you know listen in to to this episode my uh, my 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 interview my interviewee in, in this episode is um paul miller he is an e-commerce business expert that actually helps you know um you know brands and um, e-commerce businesses scale their product offering and revenue through brand licensing Paul's story is quite unique because he started off his e-commerce journey as an Amazon private label, you know, seller, and he was able to actually build a thriving headphone brand um, on and off Amazon, um, Amazon's marketplace um, called Cozy Phones. Um, in a bid to kind of take Cozy Phones to the next level, he discovered brand licensing and, you know, he's managed to secure deals, you know, licensing deals with Nickelodeon, um, Disney and Hasbro. This move has exponentially, you know, increased um, the the cozy brands, you know, revenue and exposure, you know, uh, to, to new markets and, and new new customers. He now teaches physical products, you know, um, entrepreneurs and direct to consumer brands how to successfully scale their revenues, you know, through licensing. Um, he is offering a totally free mini course called Next Level Licensing. Um, I think you can sign up on nextlevellicensing.com forward slash two x e commerce and um, yeah, it's it's a very 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 interesting um you know episode. You learn a lot just to you know um about licensing, and um he has very very in depth you know knowledge and, and expertise, um both from a business angle and also um actually from a legal angle. Although he's not a legal advisor, it's, it's very very interesting. And um yeah um if you have you know absolutely any questions you know around licensing um yeah it it, it might be worth listening first to, to this episode and you know hopefully you, you you get inspired to 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 moving you know your licensing um or your products um to the next level with licensing enjoy the episode and you know as usual give me your feedback um on on, on what you think welcome to the show paul thank you Fantastic. Um, could you take a minute or less to, to introduce yourself? Oh, sure. My name is Paul Miller. I'm a multi-channel e-commerce seller. I've been doing this for about the past three years, and I've developed uh, along the way, developed an expertise in licensing, which I'm happy to share with my peers. Fantastic. It's very, it's quite interesting because um, in my very early days of um, podcasting, I used to listen to to a show called the Private Label Podcast, and um, you co-hosted or co-produced it, I, I believe, uh, you know, um, uh, at the time. That's right. That was uh, Kevin Reiser's Private Label Podcast. Uh, I met Kevin as um, part of my seller community about three years ago. And having had a little bit of a media background myself, offered to help Kevin out in the podcast, and it was really a, an amazing time. Fantastic! So you're involved in in private labeling, is is that right? In in across marketplaces. That's right. I started out strictly as an Amazon private label seller. Okay, and and now you've expanded across you know other marketplaces. 
that's right. We're in um, Amazon.com, EU, uh, CozyPhones.com, which is a Shopify site, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart.com, Jet.com, eBay, and keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Very, very, very fascinating. And why licensing? You know, um, from from my perspective, it appears to be an evolution from from private labeling. Could you could you expand? what you started out, you know, um, how you started out as a private labeler, what kind of products you were private labeling and how you, you know, you kind of migrated to, to this space of, of licensing. Right. Great. I'll be happy. I'll, I'll just take a step back and okay. give you a little background of how I kind of evolved into licensing. Okay. I started about three years ago, as I mentioned, and, um, I was selling a product which are called sleeping headphones, sleep mm. headphones. It's kind of like a soft headband headphone, okay. um, which I modified and uh, kind of followed some of the principles of private label mm-hmm. to make a unique product, different styles, different colors. My brand is cozyphones.com. Okay. And uh, in uh, with my cozy phones, I was selling for adult sleep headphones, uh, active for runners, and during a photo shoot one time, my photographer put my headband headphones on her daughter and uh, about 10 year old daughter listening to her tablet and, you know, took some shots. And I just had a kind of an aha moment there. Wow. Wouldn't these be great for kids? Mm. So I actually had my daughter uh, draw up uh, a couple of different animal characters and we created this headband headphone in an animal character, called it Cozy Phones and launched our first product in about christmas time of 15 and the kids headphones just took off Mm. we found that uh, we really met a need with parents and kids and um over say the next six months or so i rolled out several different variations and found out that i was really on to something you know a hot product so i was seeking the advice from people around me to figure out well how am i going to grow and protect this product and one of the people that I spoke to, his name is Mark Hirsch, and uh, he was at a company called Q Brands at the time, who I really respected. And actually, he was a, a podcast guest who I'd met from oh, wow. uh, the Private Label Podcast. Oh, wow. And I asked Mark, Mark, you know, I'm, I'm on fire. I got a tiger by the tail here. What would you recommend? And his brother's actually in the toy business. And he said, if I were you, I'd look into licensing. And so the the licensing show in Las Vegas was coming up, you know, within about two months of that time. Uh, so I went out to the licensing show not knowing anything about licensing and was just exposed to this amazing opportunity. Fast forward a year or so, I had a couple of different licenses and I nailed a huge license with Nickelodeon. Wow. Wow. So, so, um, what brands, what soft brands in Nickelodeon did you, did you secure with, with, with the cozy phones? Well, uh, we actually did a four property, uh, deal on that first license. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the first one is called Paw Patrol, which oh, okay. happens to be the number one, number one kids show in its category for preschoolers. I am familiar with Paw, Paw Patrol. <laughs> Tell me about it. I have a, who's your favorite s- character? <laughs> I just have a seven year old. <laughs> Chase, Marshall, Chase, Chase, guy. Chase. Hey, Chase happens to be our number one bestseller too. So um, good. I'm glad you like Paw Patrol. So we did Paw Patrol, um, Shimmer and Shine, which is another 
uh, Nickelodeon show in that category. And then we did uh, Jojo uh, Jojo Siwa mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fascinating, fascinating. And and then um, did you did you sell only via Amazon, or did you start to 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 go multi channel? So I launched Paw Patrol Cozy Phones on Amazon only to begin with, and mm-hmm. then expanded to the other online channels. Uh, but that license has also led to a retail distribution agreement. Uh, which so we'll be in brick and mortar stores this this holiday season. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I see. I see the. Re- I see the direction, and and you know, I'm 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 sold with regards to to to, to licensing. With that being said, I want to get into a bit of detail. First thing is just around licensing in in general. You know, you go into the licensing um show. You know, having absolutely nothing to to, to know about. You know, licensing. What. So just try to condense all you know now. What does a license look like? You know, what what should we um, expect in a licensing agreement? And you know, how how do you yeah, how, how what 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 should it look like um, for 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 the uh, for, for for us for for the ignorance like like me? <laughs> right. No, that, that's a great question. A lot of people are really overwhelmed by the concept of licensing, and. There are a lot of details. It can be complicated, but it boils down, first of all, uh, to explaining the kind of license arrangement. And then, you know, what are the typical terms of a license? So let me first kind of give you my definition of a licensing agreement. And that's a business arrangement in which, you know, one IP holder or one company gives another company the permission to use its intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Uh, on your product. So an intellectual product or property may be a brand, could be images, could be a character, uh, a logo, for example. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you start to think about it, you can think about all kinds of things, even in your home, which carry uh, is a product that carries somebody else's intellectual property, but that product usually isn't made by the property owner. Mm -hmm. It's just licensed. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's this agreement between the two parties and um, in exchange for some type of valuable, you know, consideration, which is normally a royalty payment. Okay. okay? So that's, that's what the arrangement looks like. But the, uh, there are two key terms that try to communicate to people and that's the licensee and the licensor. And for our purposes and for me, I am the licensee. I'm, you know, renting the right to use somebody else's IP on my product. Mm-hmm. The licensor, in the case of, we were just talking about Nickelodeon, they're the ones who are granting me permission to use you know, their images, their characters on my product. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So the licensor are the sellers of the IP and the, the licensee is, you know, is, is a buyer like, 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 like yourself. Um, that would be correct, except I'm going to make a slight correction and okay. call that uh, the the renters of the, the IP. Gotcha. The renters. Because <laughs> right? okay. you don't own the IP. Correct. And that's very important because, you know, at the end of that licensing agreement, you know, you may lose it, mm-hmm. you know, if, if for some reason you didn't perform or something like that. So it's a three-year licensing agreement, um, which probably has to be renewed over time. You just touched on something uh, I'd like to address, which is if you don't perform. So, are the expectations set? Could you break down the 
commercial agreement. So say you, you you owned a few brands and I I was a licensee and I wanted to buy, you know, I wanted to rent from you. Do I pay you a one-off fee or do I pay you a one-off fee and proceeds from sales? So that is an excellent question um, regarding, uh, I'm going to start with what you started with, performance guarantee. Mm-hmm. So in the licensing world, a performance guarantee is called a minimum guarantee also called an MG. So I'll just break it down with you you real quickly, uh, you know, what a licensing agreement looks like in in the basic terms. And one of those is uh, the minimum guarantee. And the minimum guarantee is the guaranteed royalty that you will pay to the licensor, minimum guarantee, over the life of the agreement. So normally you say it's a three-year agreement and you might have I'm just going to throw out a number. It doesn't mean anything. $10,000 is the licensing agreement. And that's a licensing, sorry, minimum guarantee, which you're going to be obligated to pay whether or not you manufacture or sell anything. Okay. It's a legally binding contract that you're going to, you know, use, you're going to uh, manufacture something with that IP and then you're going to sell it and then you're going to pay those minimum guarantees in form of royalty okay so that's another kind of part of the contract what the royalty okay. rate is you know call it five ten fifteen percent it varies across the board mm-hmm. uh then you have the minimum guarantee which uh, usually is over the life of the contract mm-hmm. and uh, but that's only the minimum if you sell more you'll have to pay more mm. based on the royalty rate mm. okay uh, and then the in within the contract, they're also going to tell you, you know, what you're allowed to do with this product. So, are you allowed to sell it online in mm-hmm. wholesale? What's your territory? Is it domestic only, or is it international? Mm-hmm. And and what countries does it apply to? Those all, those are all kind of things that are you know mm-hmm. within the anatomy of the licensing agreement. So, so, so was a lawyer involved when you secured the, 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 the agreement with, um, with, with Nickelodeon? So uh, my approach is to at least get some of the basic terms worked out. You mm-hmm. certainly don't need, uh, in my opinion, a, an attorney mm-hmm. when you first contact the licensor. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to negotiating terms, it's very good to have somebody in your corner who can look at the terms and say, Hey, here's you know here's the advantages and disadvantages. Okay. You know um, what happens if you know your factory burns down before you get a chance to present the your product to the market? Are you still obligated in that case? Mm. So there are a lot of details that should be looked at um, by an attorney. Okay. And I would recommend you know anybody has an attorney look at their contract before okay. they okay. sign it. Okay, and then. Um- just hypothetically, this is a hypothetical question. Um, say I I, my, I retailed, you know, a, a licensed product for for ten dollars or ten pounds. Um, approximately, how much from your calculations and your experience would um, would a royalty per sale cost if you know um, you know the, the end user you know retail price was ten dollars? So a lot of the licensing world looks at wholesale mm-hmm. and retail price. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, you might have a different royalty 
um, percentage on a wholesale price or a retail. Mm. Uh, since I go mostly direct to consumer, I negotiated mine on direct to consumer price. But if you're at a a ten percent um, royalty on a direct to consumer item and it's ten dollars, and you're going to owe a dollar, owe them a dollar per per sale. Okay. Okay. And, I want to take a step back and just talk real quickly and add something about the minimum guarantee. Mm-hmm. Usually there is an upfront cost uh, in signing the contract for the license. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a portion or percentage of the minimum guarantee. And that's called the advance, the advance okay. on the MG, okay. which a long time, it would probably be about 30% or so. And that's negotiable. 30% of... Of the total minimum guarantee. So okay. if your minimum guarantee was 10000 you know, you're going to be 3300 or something in that ballpark. Okay. That makes sense. That, that, that is um, very, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and- they, want to, um, they want to tie you in. They okay. want you to have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, the IP is, is important to them, and they want to give it to partners who are going to produce product. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really have any incentive to produce it, that's not good for either party. Okay. All right. Cool. Good stuff. How do you sort of build leverage um, from a product standpoint before approaching a you know um, a a licensor? To so just hypothetically speaking, um, so let's say um, a, a licensor has rented out um, you know um, uh, an IP um, to a manufacturer of pens, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, is it exclusive? Does that mean that they they cannot, you know, um, sign up another pen manufacturer, you know, as as a licensee? That's my first question. My second question is, um, how what what offer can you give the, the the licensor from a product standpoint that they cannot refuse in terms from a product uniqueness standpoint? Uh, okay, I understand. So let's talk about exclusivity first. Okay. Exclusivity is negotiable, okay. Mm. <laughs> um, but unless you really have a, a lot of leverage with the licensor, mm-hmm. it's probably unlikely that you're going to get the exclusive mm. for that particular product. However, it's not really in uh, the licensor's benefit to have multiple sellers with that license. They're looking for someone who really specializes in that product. Say it's the pen or the coffee cup mm. or the can opener um, that you're going to license with that with that property. Um, they want to go deep with that manufacturer mm-hmm. versus giving the license to multiple manufacturers and having them battle against each other. Gotcha. So I, I don't have an exclusive. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't expect that license, the same license that I have for my product, to be given to a similar product. They'll be given to or assigned to other product categories, but oftentimes it's not the same product category. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Cool. And then the second half of your question, I was just trying to recall. <laughs> it had to do with, um, no, I forget. Um, oh, how, no, I, I, I've got it now. <clears throat> how can you give them a, 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 a unique, yeah, a very, so how, how can you sort of build leverage from a product uniqueness standpoint, you know? Um, so, so they just, they're just like, you know, um, oh, wow, we need this product, you know, um, we, you know, where, where do we sign? That first of all, I'd say uniqueness is uh, very important, and that definitely played a role uh, when we were speaking 
with Nickelodeon, Disney, and Hasbro. They all loved the product because it was unique and and nobody else had that. Let's remember that their competition is each other. So Disney's competition is Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, it's Hasbro, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they're all looking to differentiate their brand on unique products. So having a unique product is very important. Uh, but also a, a really important part for them is your distribution and your sales. Mm-hmm. They want to know that you have a market and you have you know, ability to sell that item. Mm-hmm. Their, remember, their, their goal in licensing is two part. One is obviously to you know, gain the royalties and sell the license. But the other one is brand building for them. Mm. They, uh, whether it's retail or e-commerce, that is kind of a um, display for their brand, right? So it's a brand building opportunity for them. And um, they want to partner with manufacturers who are going to be able to get their brand out there in a big way. Mm-hmm. So you know, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-interview that this is not exactly a beginner opportunity. It's more advanced for someone who has uh, sales who can present that as part of their pitch to the licensor. That track record is important, and you know yes. that that will give you the leverage. Hey, we 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 sell a million of these, you know, a year, and we think by slapping your brand on it, we could probably do three x of that, you know, um, quite easily next year. And they're like, well, we we could do with that, you know. That's like a that. perfect example, okay. especially if you have the right product fit. Mm, mm, right mm-hmm. um you know you can't like kids be putting nickelodeon on you know an adult product correct be on right. a kid's product so correct. if you've got the right audience fit it it can really uh, have a big impact on your, okay. on your sales okay uh, well, so um two, two things i want to talk about junior you know um the financials here um one is kind of like you know where, where is what is the opportunity? What kind of retailers um, should be looking, uh, or manufacturers or brand owners should be looking at um, a licensing in, in the terms of like you know how big an opportunity is this a, 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 a seven figure opportunity, an eight figure opportunity, probably even a nine figure opportunity, or you know, and um, what niches do you think are should we start to should should listeners you know start to 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 to, to tap into more or less or pay attention to sports, um, should cut TV, music you know um what 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 comes to mind in in the radar of um you know licensing? Okay, so let me get to the category okay. in part two of this. But first of all, the opportunity, uh, it's very hard to say what the opportunity is based on the product, you know, but if you've got a world-class license and a world-class product, the opportunity is tremendous. Mm. Um, you, you're putting, you know, it's the synergy of putting that license together with the product. You take example, uh, the George Foreman grill, which mm. is something that I, I like to point out all the time. You know, George, George Foreman didn't make the grill, right? It's mm-hmm. a, an appliance manufacturer who acquired a license uh and george foreman you know put his name on the grill so Mm. that was you know probably i it was absolutely a multi-million dollar uh, (laughs) deal and i and i i wouldn't um be too scared to say it may have been a billion dollar deal Mm. uh, world globally okay so on that scale the scale goes you know to infinity down to you know ten thousand dollar opportunity and that brings up another point that it you don't have to think about this as being only with huge brand 
uh, owners. Mm. You can start out small. I, my first license was with a children's book author, and it was a, a small 5% license with no uh, minimum guarantee and no advance. Mm. Uh, it was basically entrepreneur to entrepreneur, and, and she had a children's book called The What If Monster, and um, she thought it would be a great idea to to have cozy phones available to her audience, which mm -hmm. she had about 50,000 raving fans. Mm. And we had a very simple one-page licensing agreement. Mm. And you know what? She's still out there today promoting cozy phones with her character on there. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a hugely expensive endeavor, but, you know, it certainly can be. So getting to part two of your question, what categories? Um, obviously, entertainment is a huge category. Mm -hmm. uh, children and entertainment are big. In fact, I, I read uh, something the other day that 25% of all children's products are licensed products. Mm. So kids is a big category. Toys is a big category. Kids apparel. Sports, as you mentioned. Housewares. Think about um, cooking, for example. Outdoors. Another example that I use in our free course is an umbrella. Mm. You may be, you know, the number one seller of umbrellas on Amazon. Well, you know, what could you do with that umbrella if you, say, had an entertainment property on there, like a Paw Patrol or something for kids? Yeah. Or you went in the sports direction and you decided to have NFL you know, umbrellas. Yeah. Sorry, so, can, can, can I can I just cut right slice before I forget this small question, which has to do with Amazon um, and brand pages and licensing. Mm -hmm. um, are you still able to claim a brand page on on Amazon and create a you know a super listing more or less on Amazon if you you know if if you're you're, you're a licensor by renting renting the IP off there could you you know sort of own that page on on Amazon? Well, you're not going to be able to be the brand registered owner for mm. their brand, but you'll be able to represent their brand on your brand registered page. So, and for okay. example, we're Cozy Phones brand registered, but I have you know Nickelodeon and Paw Patrol within my brand registry okay and so you can basically this is a it's a great question because we had a meeting with a amazon vp just a few weeks ago at the licensing show amazon is very aware and promoting licensing mm. and part of the discussion was you know, how do you prevent um how do we notify amazon that we're authorized uh, and that we have a license for that. So they're working on those kind of things. Okay. Okay. I just thought um, it'd be a good point to, yeah. to, when you mention it. Then the other, um, so going back to um, your very, very interesting use case with, um, with, your, your, with your first um, you know, license agreement, do you think another you know, um, way of looking at it would be to look at um, like emerging um, talent on social media? So influencers, you know, working with an influencer that has, let's say, two million you know, followers already on, on YouTube or, or Instagram and, you know, trying to figure out how you could, you know, create, you know, many licenses more or less, especially if there's like an audience, you know, product fit. Yep. In, uh, in absolutely. Sense. 100%. Um, you know, think about Emerald, for example, you know, Emerald now is a brand. Of, he was an influencer and a brand. And there are other influencers that have a good product fit. So you could actually take their 
name or their brand, license it. And not only are you, do you have the benefit of the brand integration on your product, but you have that person out there promoting the product for you. So I think that's a great, great use of uh, influencers. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. Um, is that, what about finally, finally, um, is there, what about licensing, you know, protection? What tips would you give listeners who are concerned about, you know, um, how to, to, to protect um, uh, a license agreement they've secured? Well, that um, goes back to one of what I see as the major benefits of licensing as a private label seller. Mm-hmm. We're not only trying to differentiate our products. But it seems like every time you differentiate product, you know, another seller copies it in three or four months, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, but if you have that Nickelodeon license on there, the Disney, the NFL, Emerald, whatever, uh, on that license, you've got something that the average seller is going to be much more wary of copying because they know they've got kind of big guns behind that IP. And the how you protect that ip is usually written in the contract so sometimes as the product manufacturer you have kind of the first um first wave of protection uh since you're out there selling the product you're gonna be the first one to notice any kind of copycats um and then but then you know you can imagine that having nickelodeon kind of have your back or the big licensor have your back with their IP resources to protect your product. It's going to be very valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you have a, you have a course, a free course at the moment. Um, you know, um, that, that talks about, you know, um, licensing it's, it's called next level licensing, I believe. Next level licensing.com. That's right. And yeah. we made, uh, a special landing page for you. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, nextlevellicensing.com slash 2x e-commerce. I'll link to it from the show notes. Super. It's a completely free course. And what I've done in that course is explain the opportunity, and it goes way beyond what we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and just give the, the um, viewer or the student the pros and cons of licensing. Here's what licensing can do for you. But also go deep into the other things that are involved in licensing. So you just don't jump out there and say, I'm going to do licensing is not going to is going to be the, you know, the 100% solution to everything because it does require an investment. You know, the development time for developing a license, you and I as private label sellers, we used to be able to develop and get some of the market maybe within 90 days, 60, 90 days. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the licensing world, the you have to submit your products for approvals. It's got to go through, you know, several different links in the chain of approval process, samples, packaging requirements. It's not, you know, I don't want to make make light of the fact that it it is uh, can be an arduous process and a significant investment, but it can also blow up your business. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the pros and the cons of that, and then get in a little bit about, you know, uh, what does the roadmap look like? And that's just three three short five to ten minute videos. And that's kind of leading up to a, a paid course that we're developing and hopefully we'll have uh, available in the fall of 2018. Okay. 
Okay. Um, it sounds very, very detailed. Um, um, so, so listeners, if you know you, you you liked what you've heard and you're you're looking to to, to get into more detail, um, it's totally free. I actually signed up prior to to um, to, to our call, so so it, it sounds really really interesting. Um, I'll, I'll link to it to the show notes, um, Paul. Okay, so before I let you go, I normally have a lightning round um, where I ask you four or five questions. Um, and if you could answer you know, each of them with a single sentence, it'd be great. Ready when you are. I'm ready. How do you hire people? I like to hire people starting on a very well-defined project basis to make sure that um, we can set out achievable goals and that we have a good way of working together. And I like to find those people whenever possible through LinkedIn um, and know that they've worked with in similar projects before. Awesome track record. What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business? My team uses Slack for daily communications, Mm -hmm. Asana for project management, and I use Scubana for my multi-channel sales management and inventory control. Fantastic. I've had the the founder of Scubana here. Great guy. Chad Rubin is a friend of mine also. Absolutely. Shout out to Chad. Chad, hello. (laughs) What has been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. Wow. Um, There's been a couple, but I will tell you that I actually had an IP infringement case where a, a very established brand claimed that we were infringing on their patent and we pushed back. Uh, having done the har- the uh, the homework and uh, having been secure in our patent rights, uh, we pushed back and we got them to withdraw their claim from Amazon. Oh, good, great work, great work. Okay, what one piece of advice can you give retailers keen on ten x in their sales? Well, that's easy licensing. <laughs> <laughs> Very obvious. If you could choose a, a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you grow building a business and growth in general, which would it be? Um, I recently have been reading uh, a book by uh, called Traction, mm. uh, and that's about building a business operating system. Mm. The book is called Traction. Last name of the author is Wickman, W-I-C-K. M-A-N. And I'll get you the first name for your show notes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Um, finally, how can people get in touch, find out more about the course? So first, easiest way is to take the free course. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you'll automatically be on my emailing list. Secondly, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see me as Paul Miller uh, with Cozy Phones there Mm -hmm. and then thirdly um my email address is paul at nextlevellicensing.com fantastic it's been great having you paul um and yeah i'd I'd like to have you on again at some point in the future thank you so much for for sharing all your tips and on on licensing and um yeah it's been my pleasure coolly thank you very much fantastic so thank you for joining me on today's episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast. Um, be sure to follow me on, on Twitter. My handle is 
Kune T. Campbell, or just Google me, you know, um, Kune Campbell, and you'd, you'd probably find my Twitter handle on the first page of Google. Also follow 2X e-commerce um, on, on, on Twitter. New episodes of the 2X e-commerce podcast comes out every Wednesday. Um, if you haven't already, leave us a review, please, um, and subscribe on um, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes or um, whatever app you, you use. Um, if you like this episode, please share with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, 2X e-commerce is produced by me, Kune Campbell, with the help of Boban Makic. Until the next show, guys, thank you for listening and have a terrific week. Bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2xecommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.